Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, new quarterback, same results. The Raiders dropped to one and three on the season. We'll talk about that, plus a whole lot more coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, definitely appreciate you in a major way. We've made the show grow in a major way in a very short amount of time. So thank you. Also, thank you to my man. Ari does a great job putting us up on YouTube each and every day, uh, making sure we're looking good and sounding good. So many thanks to Ari. You can check him out on Twitter. At Ari Produces. You can hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254. And of course, the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line 707 654 4693. We have your calls and texts coming up on today's show as the Raiders lose to the Chargers 24 17 and drop their overall record to 1 and 3 on the season. So, your calls and texts coming up, segment number three, got plenty of calls and texts to get to. So we'll try to get as many in on the show as possible. Segment number two, we'll talk about the quarterback that started on Sunday for the Raiders, Aiden O'Connell, rookie Aiden O'Connell. A lot of Raider Nation wanted Aiden O'Connell to start. I didn't think it was a great idea, but he got the start, and we'll talk about what we saw from him coming up in segment number two of the show. Here in segment number one, I'd like to hit you with the news and notes of the day. Just kind of do a little bit of a recap of what you saw on Sunday. We'll get right into that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So off top, Raiders lose 24-17 to the Chargers, drop to one and three on the season. Aiden O'Connell got the start, uh, kind of started to roll out on Saturday night. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, I know he put out that it looked like the Raiders were leaning towards Aiden O'Connell, and then Adam Schefter early Sunday morning uh, said, yes, yeah, a done deal. Aiden O'Connell is going to get the start, and apparently that was something that the Raiders had been leaning towards all week long, even though uh, you know we didn't know in the media because, well, when we're there at practice, we only get a couple minutes of the stretching session when we're able to take pictures and video, and then we have to leave so we don't get to observe practice. So nobody had any kind of idea who was getting the first team reps and who was not. So Aiden O'Connell got the start. He went 24 for 39, 238 yards, one interception, a rushing touchdown, and three fumbles. Two of them were lost. So uh, it was a so-so day for the rookie. Uh, throwing the ball 39 times in your debut in the NFL probably is not ideal, but we know how the run game's gone for the silver and black. Plus, they were trying to play catch-up for the majority of the game as they gave up 24 points in the first half. Nothing in the second half. So that's the tip of the cap to the defense, but they got themselves in a pretty big hole early. But Aiden O'Connell, again, 24 for 39 on the day, 238 yards, no passing touchdowns, but he did have that rushing touchdown. Josh Jacobs, 17 carries. He had a monster day to be his exact. Josh Jacobs had 17 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown, but he had eight catches for 81 yards. So it's funny. I was talking about, can Josh Jacobs get his first hundred yard day? And it almost turned into a hundred yard day receiving as opposed to a hundred yards on the ground. Still, the run game is not where it needs to be, but seeing that Josh Jacobs is so much of a contributor as he was on Sunday is a really good thing. Also, Devontae Adams, eight catches for 75 yards. He left the game uh, with a shoulder injury, but did return. Most people, including myself, thought that he was done for the day, and that was going to be an all-bad situation, but he did return. Uh, he did say following the game that his shoulder is in pain, so it's going to be interesting to see when we talk to Coach McDaniels today and see how he progresses throughout the course of the week 
will he be available for Monday's game against the Green Bay Packers. But Devontae Adams, eight catches for 75 yards. And really, it was just the Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs show, right? I mean, for, for the most part, everyone else uh, just kind of was there. You know, Hunter Renfro had a couple of catches. Uh, you know, they had uh, Austin Hooper had a catch. Uh, you know, J- Jacoby Myers had about three catches. But for the most part, like I said, it was Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Really wasn't, the ball wasn't spread around. Uh, so I guess it doesn't matter if it's Jimmy G or Aiden O'Connell. The ball's just not going to get spread around too much in this Raiders offense. To, uh, as far as the defense goes, Max Crosby had two sacks. He actually had a third sack. He had a sack early in the game that got, got called back because David Long Jr. just had a stupid penalty where he was offsides. And it was crazy because when it happened, and I'm watching it on TV, I'm seeing David Long walk, and he just walked right past the line of scrimmage. I was like, what are you doing? And then Max comes around and gets that big uh, sack, and it turned into a strip sack. Even though the Chargers got the ball back, it didn't matter because, well, the penalty, so it eliminated that whole situation, and the Chargers go on to score a touchdown. I think they probably would have had to settle for a field goal in that situation, but because of the penalty, which happens all the time with the silver and black, well, uh, you know, Max loses a sack, and and the, the Chargers end up getting a touchdown on that drive. Trayvon Merrick got an interception. He had an opportunity for one early in the game, and uh, he wasn't able to get it in the end zone, but did get one later. It was just a bad throw by Justin Herbert and just sailed over everybody's head. And uh, Trayvon Merrick, even with the club on his hand, was able to come away with the interception. So the Raiders finally have their first turnover of the 2023 season, comes by interception. And if you told me that Trayvon Merrick was going to get their first uh, turnover of the season, I probably would have called you crazy, but here we are. So Trayvon Merrick gets the interception, has a nice return on it. I thought for a second it was going to be a pick six, but Robert Spillane had a terrible penalty on the situation, uh, on the on the return, and it ended up uh, you know putting the Raiders back in their own territory. So uh, just a boneheaded play after a really good play by one Trayvon Merrick. And that leads me right into the penalties. Nine penalties, 80 yards, and I'm talking about dumb penalties, offsides, the peel black peel back block that I you know didn't like that one from Spillane. Uh, that was on the Merrick interception return. Personal fouls. Uh, Jerry Tillery got kicked out of the game for a stupid late hit on Justin Herbert. That was just stupid. Hit him in the uh, in the head. Uh, offensive pass interference on Jacoby Myers, even though they didn't call it on the other side of things uh, late in the game when the Chargers did the same thing to salt the game away. Uh, but they did call offensive pass interference on Jacoby Myers. False start on Jermaine Illuminor. Crack back block, even though I thought that that was a BS call. I mean, it's just like one call after the other, after the other, after the other is uh, is what the Raiders got. Continue to shoot themselves in the foot. To me, the theme of the game was not, you know, Aiden O'Connell learning the NFL game. It was really, if you want to put a title on it, it would be missed tackles and, uh, and let's see, how we, how is the best way to word it? Missed tackles and self-inflicted wounds. That sounds like an R&B track, right? <laughs> right? Like Casey and JoJo back in the day. Missed tackles and self-inflicted wounds, right? I mean, I ain't no singer. But I'm just saying, it sounds like it could have been an old R&B track. And that's what the Raiders theme was on Sunday. Missed tackles and self-inflicted wounds. Uh, as far as the uh, the defense goes, though, I mean, like I said, all those missed tackles that they had, that really came early in the in the game. In the second half, they didn't allow any points. So I had to give them credit for that, not allowing any points in the in the second half, giving the Raiders an opportunity to come back, but it was just a, uh, too little too late, right? I mean, the Raiders just weren't able to generate enough offensively to get it done, and it's something that we talked about for three weeks now. 17 points, 10 points, 18 points, now 17 points. That's not going to get it done. That's going to beat the Denver Broncos. That's not going to beat anybody else. It just isn't. I know the Bears are coming up on the schedule pretty soon. Maybe he'll beat them. Maybe he'll beat the Broncos a second time. But you're not going to win very many games if you're scoring less than 20 points. And for the fourth week in a row, 
the Raiders have scored less than 20 points. But Justin Herbert didn't have a monster day. 13 for 24, 167 yards, a touchdown, an interception, but he ran for two touchdowns. Uh, you know, something that Raiders just can't allow to happen where they they lose contain and the quarterback's able to get outside the pocket and uh, and score a touchdown. That was the first touchdown, just got outside of Max Crosby and, and took it to the house. Uh, you know, the other one was down there by the goal line. I thought that that was kind of a suspect call as well. Looked like he tried to jump over the top and stretch out and, and didn't make it, but then they say that his uh, momentum got him into the end zone after that, so... Okay, <laughs> there's that. Uh, the Chargers, they ran the ball for 155 yards. That was, the, that was the game changer. It really was. I mean, Justin Herbert, you hold him to 167 yards, you're going to feel good about your chances to win that game. But when you allow 155 yards on the, ga- on the ground, well, that's a problem. And then, oh, by the way, there's this little, sack, this little stat as well. Seven sacks on the day. Khalil Mack had six of them. Khalil Mack came into the game against the Raiders with no sacks on the season. Zero. No matter what language you speak, it was a big goose egg. And he came away with six on the day, and the Chargers had seven. So that's definitely not going to cut it any day of the week, and especially is not going to cut it on Sunday. So that was super unfortunate that, you know, that the Raiders weren't able to protect Aiden O'Connell. They put him in there. Raider Nation gets fired up. And then, for the most part, he doesn't really have a chance to even survive back there because he's consistently under pressure, which is also something I talked about throughout the course of the week. The offensive line was just a little suspect as far as I was concerned. Four sacks that they had given up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Didn't know if that was the right time to put Aiden O'Connell into the mix and give him an opportunity, especially with Jimmy G just missing. You know, sounds like he's just going to miss this one week. Who knows what they're going to do? That'll be a question I asked Coach McDaniels uh, today. You know, did Aiden O'Connell do enough to earn another start? You know, for, for me, that's what I'm hoping that he did. Uh, because, again, I don't think that one game sample size is enough for a rookie uh, to see what he's able to do. But, of course, we'll talk all things Aiden O'Connell coming up in segment number two of the show. Uh, as I mentioned, talking to head coach Josh McDaniels, we'll meet with him this morning around 1030 at the Intermountain Health Performance Center, Raiders HQ. So I'll ask him that question and a few other questions coming up around 1030. But coming up in segment number two, want to talk about Aiden O'Connell and what he was able to bring to the table in his season debut, in his NFL starting debut for the silver and black. A lot of Raider Nation wanted him to start. Well, he got to start on Sunday. So we'll break all that down coming up in segment number two of today's show after we tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And I'll tell you, I don't know if you're in the position to hire someone right now, but even at the radio station trying to hire people, uh, man, it's, it's really hard to get the right people. You get a bunch of people that want to work, and I say that in air quotes, want to work for the radio station until they don't, right? I mean, it's just, it's so hard trying to, you know, navigate through the woods and navigate through the water of real qualified candidates. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs is so helpful because they're able to find you and get you to the right people quickly so you're not wasting your time and, to be honest, not wasting their time either. So what you got to do is you've got to post your job on LinkedIn Jobs, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. That's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hire versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Right now, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about quarterback Aiden O'Connell, a guy that a lot of Raider Nation wanted to make sure that he got to start on Sunday. Well, to your uh, excitement, he got to start on Sunday. And it's so funny that when Adam Schefter tweeted out that he, in fact, was going to get the start, I said, hey, man, good luck to the rookie. Hopefully what he was able to do in the preseason is able to translate into the regular season, and hopefully he goes out there and balls out. And I swear, I don't know how many people hit me and thought that I was being sarcastic or I was hating on him, and I I don't know where that came from. It just lets you know that you can't say anything positive without someone trying to take it uh, some kind of way. But Aiden O'Connell got the start. As I mentioned, 24 for 39, 238 yards, an interception. He had a rushing touchdown, which was cool. He fumbled the ball three times, and he lost two of those fumbles. So, you know, he's got to have ball security in the in the pocket. But off top, before we get into Aiden O'Connell and what we thought about him or what I thought about his performance, here's what head coach Josh McDaniels had to say about quarterback Aiden O'Connell fo- following the game. He'll be the first one to, you know, understand the things that he could do better. Um, you know, I mean, it, playing quarterback in our league starts with taking care of the football. And, uh, you know, whether that be hanging on to it in the pocket, you know, or, you know, making good decisions in the passing game, um, you know, and also understanding the timing and that element of playing within the pocket in the NFL. You know, it's not, it's not always the same week to week. You know, it depends on the rush, depends on what you, who you're, who you're dealing with and how they play. Um, and you know, the coverage structures force us to do some other things. And then you got to speed up your read a little bit and get to the outlet. And I thought he did better as the game wore on. I mean, dumped the ball down to. JJ, I don't know how many times, but a number of times when they were trying to run out of there. So I thought he adapted to the game a little bit as it went on. Um, you know, and we'll just we'll, we'll take every opportunity to, to learn from the mistakes that we made as a team. And I'm sure he will also as a quarterback and try to get better from it. So there was head coach Joshua Daniels talking about quarterback Aiden O'Connell. And look, I mean, there was a lot of elements that was playing against him in this first start. And that's one of the reasons why I thought week four was too soon because there wasn't a lot of things going right, especially coming off that loss to Pittsburgh and you saw what happened with the offensive line. First of all, Jermaine Illuminor was terrible on on Sunday, just terrible. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know what they're going to do with the right side of that offensive line. You know, and and I put this on Dave Ziegler and company because they still haven't figured out the issue. Right, They still haven't solved the right tackle position. I mean, I don't think anybody thought Jermaine Illuminor was a great answer, you know, a great uh, answer to the problem when it came to the right tackle. When he became the starter, even when he announced it, when he re-signed his contract with the Silver and Black, and he said, me and Colton Miller are going to be the best bookend tackles in the league, I don't think anybody listening to this show, I don't think anybody who's a Raider fan thought that that was a good idea. I thought that Thayer Mumford was going to have an opportunity to compete with him. He did a little bit in training camp, and Jermaine Illuminor won that battle out of camp. I think that they still need to go out and find someone who is a quality right tackle. I, I don't know who that is. Uh, obviously, it's a little late in the game now. They probably won't be able to do it to the offseason. But that right side of the offensive line needs to be addressed. Jermaine Illuminar was just bad. And the offensive line in general wasn't really good. Dylan Parham looks like he's getting overpowered. There was times when Colton Miller was getting overpowered. Andre James has been getting whooped lately, right? I mean, Van Roten, uh, only thing he did is go out there and defend his guy. That was, that was good. I saw him uh, getting a little bit of ang- anger going after a play. I thought that that was pretty cool. And then Jermaine Illuminar was getting whooped. Khalil Mack, six sacks on the day. Again, no sacks coming into the, the game on the season and had a career day, right? I mean, he had an incentive day. That was one of those where he's hitting all his bonuses based off of one game. Uh, we talk about it all the time. The Raiders are that get-right game. They're that get-right team. They shouldn't be that get-right team. They, they shouldn't be a slump buster. But right now, that's exactly who they are. They're a slump buster. But just focusing on Aiden O'Connell, looking at the good and the bad. 
The bad, he held on to the ball too long. That, that was obvious. And, you know, and I saw some people say that Josh McDaniels threw him under the bus when he said that in his presser. I don't think so. I think that's just being honest. He held on to the ball too long. I think Aiden O'Connell would tell you that. You know, you've got to have ball security. He fumbled the ball in the, in the, in, you know, in the pocket too many times. He fumbled the ball three times and lost two of them. Right, That was the issue that Carr had for a while where he was fumbling the ball and it was always a strip sack was happening. Aiden O'Connell can't do that. Uh, you know, He was locked in on Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, which are two good guys. Uh, Jacoby Myers, he also locked in on him a little bit. Clearly, it's not just a Jimmy G thing, but you know, it's just it's obviously the the play calling, the play design, and hey, go to Devontae, go to Jacobs. And you know, it's nice that those guys are available for for him, but he's got to be able to spread the ball around the yard. Um, I thought he got better as the game went along. Well, you know, and, and one of the biggest things and one of my biggest objections to Aiden O'Connell starting this game was I don't want it to be a one game sample size. I kind of briefly t- mentioned that in segment number one. I want to actually see how this young man could grow. Right. The only way to see how good he's going to be is let him have multiple starts. It's kind of like anything that you do in life. You only get better at it the more you do it. Right. I mean, if you go back and listen to the very first podcast I ever did, the Lockdown Raiders podcast, it was all right. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's just it was all right. But it's going to continue to get better. But you've got to have reps. It's like it's, it's just like anything else in life. No matter what job you do, the more reps you have, the more comfortable you are, the more you can actually do a little bit better. Right. And Aiden O'Connell has talent. He's got arm talent. We know that. We saw that. He's got a strong arm that can stretch the field. He wasn't able to do that uh, for the most part on Sunday. He threw the ball down there in double, triple coverage a couple times, which was you know a little insane. And one time, Jacoby Myers came up with a great, a great catch, even though it was offensive pass interference, so it got called back. But I mean, you just can't just because the the play is designed to go down the field, you can't stretch the field just for the sake of stretching the field. You can't throw it into triple coverage and double coverage like that. It's going to get picked off. You know, the play at the end of the game where he got intercepted, not even really mad at him at that one. You know, that was a rub route play that, you know, was designed to be an easy pitch and catch for the quarterback to the wide receiver. It just didn't, it just didn't work out that way. Right. I mean, the, the, uh, you got to give the Chargers credit for recognizing that Asante Samuel recognized that and he made a play on it. Right. It just didn't develop the way it should have probably should have been a handoff to Josh Jacobs you know, because he was starting to cook and starting to really run downhill. But sometimes these coaches outthink themselves, right? These play callers outthink themselves, and they think, okay, well, we're going to get creative. I never like it when you roll out a, a quarterback to one side or the other anyway, because now you're eliminating one side of the field. So I rather, in, in any situation, I rather the quarterback be in the middle of the field so he has at least the whole field to work with. In that play, they rolled him out to the right, so now you know, okay, everything's funneling that way. He's not going to throw it back left, and it just I just feel like it, it just cuts the field in half. So i much rather uh, those guys not roll out at all in that situation. Instead, give themselves an opportunity to, to survey the whole field. But again, that's just me. So, uh, you know, I didn't think he was ready to go in week four. I think as the game went along, I think people saw and realized that, yeah, he's probably not quite ready. But I know it got a lot of Raider Nation fired up and excited. So my question to Coach McDaniels today is, did he earn enough? Did he do enough to earn another start? Right? Jimmy G probably was going to come back this next week. That's the only thing I didn't want. I didn't want the start and then stop and then start and then stop. I mean, you got to have repetition. So now that Aiden O'Connell has got in the mix – Okay, are you going to ride him out, right? I mean, that's, I feel like that that's the only way that you really get better is to ride this young man out. Now, again, they may look at Jimmy G and say, hey, you know what? I think that he's still better for the, for the job than what we saw on Sunday. That's a coaching thing. That's not a cue call, right? And I don't even know. 
I, I, I don't know what's better. I mean, he put up 17 points, just like the Raiders have basically been averaging throughout the course of the season. So it's not like anything looked better. They didn't score more points under Aiden O'Connell. They didn't do worse either, right? I mean, it's just it's kind of like one of those days at the at the office. I got to give Aiden O'Connell credit for still standing in the pocket. You know, he didn't get gun shy. I just don't want, with the struggles that the offensive line is having, I don't want him to all of a sudden get happy feet early in his career, you know, and, and early in the season, just in case he is called upon and, and has to be needed. And then all of a sudden he's a little gun shy because, well, he's been battered and bruised so much because that offensive line can't protect him. And like I said, the run game hasn't got cooking yet. So, you know, what, what are they going to do? Are they going to be able to, you know, keep him in the mix and, and go some more? Right. Or or is he is he going to be a guy that's going to be, you know, pushed back to the number three role? Right. I mean, because that's that's the thing. And that's what Coach McDaniels was mentioning afterwards that, you know, they want to keep Brian Hoyer in that backup role. OK, so are they going to do that next week against Green Bay on Monday night? Brian Hoyer is going to be the backup and then Aiden O'Connell is going to be the emergency quarterback again. So you go from being the starter to the number three. Like that's what I was trying to avoid. That's what I was hoping that the Raiders were going to try to avoid. Go ahead and use Brian Hoyer for a one time start. And then let, you know, when you're ready to let the rookie go ahead and get some burn, legitimately let him get some burn. That's all I was trying to say the whole time. And I know a lot of people didn't like it. It rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. That's fine. Not a problem. That's just how I felt. Uh, Matter of fact, here's Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room. And my man Vinny Bonsignor actually sent this uh, over to me following the game. I did not go to L.A. So Vinny sent this over to me just so I had some locker room sound. Here's Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room following the game. He's actually starting off talking about Aiden O'Connell and his performance. Going through the ups and downs that he went through today. Uh, I still got faith in him. Um, You know, just a learning experience, you know. Being a rookie, you know, coming in and and, and this game at the highest level. Um, you know, against against some good guys, man. It's just a learning experience. How tough was it out there, man? I mean, you battled through adversity this whole week. You don't have your starting quarterback out there, and then Devontae goes down to an injury for a little while. How tough was it there just to battle through adversity? Well, I mean, I mean, I feel like a lot of stuff was, you know, uh, on us. A lot of stuff we did, we did to ourselves. Um, so until we willing to, you know, uh, look in the mirror and you know, and be willing to correct those things. It's going to keep happening. We're still in the games at the end. If we just do stuff right from start to finish, who knows where the game would have been. Josh, you, you, know, you guys talk about that, um, trying to eliminate some of the penalties. and the... Yeah, man, stupid. Stupid. We do talk to it's undisciplined, undisciplined football, and um, you know at this point it's, it's too competitive. It's too competitive, to, and there's too many guys that's good out there to go in there and you know and not do the little things right um, every play. So, so we figure that shit out. Man. Be what it is. Tired of losing. Keep it a hundred. Tired of losing, man. And I, I mean, I, I feel like every day I go in there and I and I work my ass off. So eventually, something gotta give. Just the fact that it's close, is it like, okay, we're right there, or is it just... Nah, man, that make it worse. <laughs> that make it worse, man, because that, that just means, you know, five to six plays, you're going right. Difference in the outcome of the game. So this, but at the same time, I'm tired of saying five to six plays, difference in the outcome of the game. It's just time to do that. So there was Josh Jacobs. You can hear the frustration in his voice. He starts off talking about Aiden O'Connell and his performance and then uh, basically wraps up with, you know, he's tired of losing. Tired of losing, something's got to change. And that's, at the end of the day, that's all I care about. I think that week four is way too early in the season for anyone to say, all right, the season's over. 
Uh, as you could tell, I mean, the Chiefs barely squeaked out a victory against the Jets on Sunday Night Football. The Broncos almost dropped to 0-4. They beat the the, the Bears, who are, are, haven't won a game yet. I mean, the Broncos, now that they, you know, they got the one win. The Chargers are at 2-2, two and two, so the division is still really tight. So if the Raiders feel like Jimmy G is still going to give them the best opportunity to, to, to win games, then I feel like that that's where they're going to go. Uh, I just want to know at what point is it going to be the Aiden O'Connell show again. And everyone who said, I want to see what the rookie has, is right. I want to see what the rookie has in multiple games. I don't want to see a one-game sample size because I don't feel like that that's enough to actually understand what he could do. So, again, I will ask that question today at the presser. Has he done enough to get, the next, to get a start next week on Monday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers, or are you going to go back to Jimmy G? I think that that's a great question for this week. And Raider Nation, you let me know. You know, 707-654-4693. Who do you want to see next week? Green Bay Packers coming to town, Allegiant Stadium, Monday night football. It's an extra day of practice. Do you want to see the rookie Aiden O'Connell, or do you want to see the Raiders go back to Jimmy G? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, um, you know, kind of, I guess, touch and go probably now for the rest of the season, right? I mean, if, if, if Jimmy has a bad stretch, maybe they go to Aiden. If they like what they saw from Aiden this week, maybe they, they continue to ride with him a little bit longer. I mean, I, I really don't know. I just want to see some consistent play from Aiden O'Connell now that he's been put into the mix, but we'll see what we see next week. So uh, that's all I got on Aiden O'Connell. You know, again, I thought it was not bad. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was okay. I don't think it provided that big spark that everyone was looking for. Uh, You know, a lot of people said it was going to open up the run game. It didn't, (laughs) right? I mean, it was just just basically what we've seen so far through the first three weeks of the season. But your thoughts and texts are coming up in uh, segment number three, 707-654-4693. We'll get to that right after I tell you about DoorDash. And, you know, if you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last minute cravings conveniently. You trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. Now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. They've got thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You can find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. You can sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. If you want more value, no problem. You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with the Dash Pass membership. Easy substitutions right in the app and best in-class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Right now, get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNFL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text, you have that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Colin, calling out of Vegas. He's calling to talk about Coach McDaniels, lack of discipline, and something needing to change. Here he is, Colin from Vegas. Hey Q, what's going on, man? This is Colin. I'm calling from Las Vegas, and you know what, man? I just got to be honest with you, bro. I tried to support Josh McDaniels, and it, it's not working out, man. I just feel feel like he just put Aiden out there to 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 fail. You know, uh, he should have just been throwing some short passes, man. And this team is just so undisciplined, man. And that's on coaching. And I just feel that they have so much money invested on the offensive side of the ball. There's too much talent. 
for them to be not being able to score more than 17 points. And it's getting ugly, man. The whole fan base cannot stand McDaniels. And I, I hope, you know, Mr. Mark uh, wakes up and smells the coffee because it's going to be ugly. Something's got to change. I don't know if, if Mick Lombardi needs to change, start uh, calling play, but, but something something needs to change. Anyway, man, big fan of the show, man. I'll let you later. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you, and I'll say this, and I am in no means at all defending Coach McDaniels, but if you're going to put in the rookie out there, you don't want to limit him, right? If you're going to throw the rookie out there, don't say, all right, well, just dink and dunk the whole game. We're not going to you know, let you stretch the field. We're not going to open up the playbook for you. We're going to try to protect you. No, I mean, that's why you put him in there is because you feel like he's got enough knowledge of the playbook so he can go out there and execute pretty much the whole thing. Another reason why I was hoping that they'd wait a little bit longer than week four to put him in there. But they did throw him in there, and he held his own. He held onto the ball too long, you know, and, and he did some other things. He took too many sacks. Uh, obviously, the ball security is a situation. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, he did okay, right? And so what's going to happen next? As far as discipline goes, I mean, how long has that been a Raiders issue for? That's not a Coach McDaniels Raiders issue. That's not a Coach Basaccia Raiders issue. That's not a Coach Gruden Raiders issue. That's not a Coach Del Rio Raiders issue. I mean, you, you get the theme I'm going. I mean, the Raiders in discipline, that's been going on forever, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's been going on for the longest. And every single coach comes in and says what? We got to play disciplined ball. We've got to eliminate the mistakes. We got to stop shooting ourselves in the foot. And what do the Raiders do each and every year? Remember how big of an emphasis that was last year? That was a whole theme of the preseason. Like this year's theme of the preseason and training camp was what? Creating turnovers. This year, or last year, the whole theme was not shooting yourself in the foot, not having penalties, not doing dumb stuff to set yourself up, you know, making the other team beat you, learning how not to lose before you learn how to win. That was the theme last year. So it's not really a Coach McDaniels thing. It's a, it's a Raiders thing. The discipline has been lacking for the longest, longest time. And I agree with you 100%. Something needs to change, but what? Right? Patrick Graham's probably going to be the sacrificial lamb. He's going to be the one to go. But is it all on him? Especially when you look at what the Raiders did on, on Sunday. 24 points they allowed in the first half, and what they put up in the second half? Nothing. They gave the Raiders a chance offensively to come back, and the Raiders can't do it. They can't score over 20 points. They're not going to win games in this league if they can't get over 20 points. Like, that should be the minimum they score every week, 20 points. If you have one off day where you just have a bad day to have a bad day, and you score less than 20 points, cool. I can get that. But you've scored less than 24 weeks in a row. It's not going to happen. It's not, it's just not going to work. Hell, even the Broncos scored 30 something points when they won. Right. I mean, it's just, you've got to find a way to score points and the Raiders right now aren't doing that. And a lot of that falls on the, on coach McDaniels. He's the, he's the offensive guru. He's the, you know, the sharp offensive mind. All right, well, let it shine. You know what they say that this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. We'll shine. Be that little light and let it shine. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. The, the offense is a struggle. I don't know. That's another question I'll ask Coach McDaniels today. How in the hell do you get this thing jump-started? I, I just don't understand what's going on with this offense and the struggles that they're having, except for the obvious. The offensive line is not where it needs to be. The run game can't get going. But right now, there's nobody, and I mean nobody, that's stepping up outside of Devontae, Josh Jacobs, and Jacoby Myers. Everyone else is just there. So I don't know. I can go on and on and on about this offense and how frustrating it is. But thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. Up next is a text from Zay in Reno. He says, hey, Q, Zay from Reno. Man, I don't know how to feel about this game. On one hand, we're 1-3, and three, lost to the Chargers, let Mac tie six uh, for the sack record. Aiden O'Connell looked rough, and for the second week in a row, had another failed comeback. 
On the other hand, J.J. looks like he's back. The offense is starting to look good in the second half. The defense shut out the Chargers in the second half, and 14 of their points came off our fumbles on our side of the field. We should have tied, but we're robbed of a touchdown. The locker room just needs to keep a level head and stay together. Let me know what you think. Raider Nation for life. That's Zay and Reno. And, yeah, that's the problem. And you heard Josh Jacobs. He said that, yeah, every week it's five or six plays that cost them the game. But they're tired of talking about five or six plays that cost them the game. They just aren't going out there, and they're not playing. And, and as he said, right, everyone's going to call in and blame Coach McDaniels and say he needs to get fired. And, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm fine with however you feel about the situation because he hasn't proven to be a good head coach yet. But he said it's on us. We're not executing correctly. We're doing the same stuff every time. We're undisciplined. We're not playing well. And they are. You know, and I put a lot of that on the players. I mean, I put it on the coaching staff as well. They've got to put the players in good position. But, man, you know, like Lincoln Kennedy tells me all the time, Q, coaches coach, players play. They've got to take responsibility as well, right? I mean, you could put the, the player in whatever position, but if they don't go out there and execute correctly, it's just not going to work. If Jacoby Myers doesn't turn his head on the rub route to look for the ball, that's a problem. If Jacoby Myers has a push-off, that's a problem. If Jermaine Illuminor has a false start, that's a problem. If, you know, Robert Spillane hits a guy on a bad penalty when uh, Trayvon Merrick has a nice return going, that's a problem. That's undisciplined. If Jerry Tillery hits Justin Herbert way the hell out of the, out of the field of play, guess what? That's a problem. He got kicked out of the game, right? That they lose their depth. They lose, a, 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 they, they lose yardage. I mean, just all kind of stuff. That's on them. Trayvon Merrick puts a ball on the ground. Guess what? That's on him. Marcus Peters had his hands on another ball, put it on the ground. That's on him. David Long Jr. Uh, walked right past the line of scrimmage on, when Max Crosby was about to sack Justin Herbert. That's on him. That's that undisciplined stuff. So, yeah, the coaching staff, they, they've got answers. They've got to come up with some answers too. But the players have got to stop doing the dumb stuff that they're doing. It's just that simple, and it's so frustrating. Just not knowing where the line of scrimmage is. Like David Long Jr., how do you not know where the line of scrimmage is? He, he walked right past that thing like it was nothing. I'm watching the game. I got my guy Vegas Jess at the house, and when, he's, when, when David Long Jr. walks past the line of scrimmage, I was like, what is he doing? He just walked by the line of scrimmage, and then Max gets a sack, strip sack on top of that, even though the Chargers get it back. And I was like, that's going to be a penalty. He was, he was off sides. And then the, then the flag's there. It's like, right there. It wasn't even close. You just can't. That kind of stuff you just can't have. But uh, thanks for the text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Raider Ed in the 818. He's calling to make a few statements about Coach McDaniels and the difference in between him and Vegas as opposed to when he was in New England. Plus, he has a question to ask as well. Here he is, Raider Ed in the 818. Q, what's up, man? It's Raider Ed out of the 818. Just wanted to give you a call and say you're still my first listen every day. I haven't called in a while, but I'm still listening on every platform. Enjoy everything you're doing. Keep up the great work. I have a question for you at the end here, but I just wanted to make a couple of statements that I've been thinking a lot about. I know that Josh McDaniels was brought in as an offensive mind, but keeping in mind the fact that the things he did in New England were with the greatest quarterback of all time, and in my opinion, not just the best defense, not just the best coach of all time, but the best defensive coordinator of all time. The best defensive mind in the history of football is Bill Belichick. If you had a guy who's telling you, how to attack every single defense because he understands it clearly is what I think Bill Belichick is skillful at and better than anybody else at. I think that would help any play caller play right, call the right plays. I think Josh McDaniels hasn't, doesn't have that anymore. He didn't have it in Denver. He went eight and eight and three and nine and then got fired. And the truth of the matter, people forget he was the offensive coordinator right after that with the Rams. They went two and 14. 
he came over to the Raiders. We now know what, what's happened since. I don't feel any um, confidence in that he is going to ever be anything than an average offensive play caller. I don't have any confidence that he's going to ever make us a perennial contender. And my question to you and to the Raider Nation is, has he ever shown anything to you outside of his time with the greatest football player of all time and one of the greatest coaches of all time? Has he ever done anything outside of that situation to show you or tell you that this guy is going to take us to the Super Bowl, that this guy is going to make us a championship contender? Uh, that's a question I have. Maybe you see something different because I'm just not seeing it. So, hey, it's a long season. Hoping to get some wins under our belt at this point. Um, I never hope for a loss. I always hope for a win. Raider Nation, keep your heads up, and uh, let's keep going. Thanks, Q. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, look, I think that's not a fair assessment of the coach. I really do. I think that's very fair. I've said that all the time. I don't mind anyone calling and criticizing the coach. I don't mind them calling the, and criticizing the ownership or anybody else on, on, on the team as long as it's fair. And when you question, is Coach McDaniels a really good head coach? That's fair because he hasn't proven that. In Denver, he didn't prove that. And so far with the Raiders, he hasn't proven that. And he hasn't really proven to be a great offensive coordinator outside of New England when he had Tom Brady. So if you want to say the only time he's been great is when he had the greatest quarterback of all time, I think that's fair as well. He's got to prove that. That's nothing that I can answer. That's nothing that, you know, he can speak on. That's nothing that Dave Ziegler can speak on or anybody else. He's got to go out there and prove that he's a great head coach and a great offensive mind. So I do think that that's, that's a fair question, and, and we'll only find out the answer at some point. Like, we don't have any idea until we do, right? Uh, as far as, you know, anything else, I mean, I think that, you know, Patrick Graham will probably end up being the, the fall guy. I don't know if there's any kind of changes that could be made, right? I just, I don't know. I don't know, uh, you know, what this team could do at this point in this stage of the game. Even if you fire somebody right now, you can't hire anybody from outside. So whoever is on your staff is the only person that you can move. So like, say they fire Patrick Graham today. It'd probably be Rob Ryan be the defensive coordinator. Raiders have kind of been there, done that already. I'm not super excited about that, but who knows? Maybe maybe that would be the move. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, so unless unless this thing, in my opinion, goes way off the rails and this season turns into like the team just stops playing for coach McDaniels and he doesn't have the understanding of, of from Mark Davis, from what they're trying to get accomplished this year. Then I think that the whole staff outside of like Patrick Graham is probably back next year. That's just me though. We'll see. Uh, up next, we'll close out with a text from Jesus in Tempe, Arizona. He said, what's up, Q? It's Raider Jesus out of Tempe, Arizona. It's my first time texting in, but I've been listening to your show for a long time. I love the show. I've been hearing from the nation about bringing in the rook. He was brought in, so I don't want to hear any crying, LOL. Yes, he got sacked, but he kept getting up and didn't get phased. He stepped up in the second half, gave us some life, spread the ball around more than Jimmy. To me, seemed like he got more comfortable at the end. Can't ask for more from or, or more. The kid has heart, and real fans have been through worse. And also, that defense was great the second half. I honestly like what I saw and hope we keep going. Uh, thanks, Q, for taking my text. And Raiders, that's from Jesus and Tempe. And thank you for the text. Appreciate you being a first-time texter. And that's the thing. He did get more comfortable as he went along. That's why I want to see him next week. Like, I'm, I'm in, right? Again, I, I wanted to see multiple weeks of, of Aiden O'Connell. I don't want to see a start and stop. I don't want it to be like rush hour traffic where you move two feet and then you stop. And then you move two feet and then you stop. And then you move two feet and then you stop. Like, I don't want that. Now, if you put Aiden O'Connell in, cool. 
And, and I hope Raider Nation keeps that same energy. Everybody wanted to see Aiden O'Connell. Everybody was screaming at the mountaintop that I was like the spawn of Satan because I said that maybe it's too soon. Okay, well, look, he's in. So I'm hoping that the Raiders keep him in now. Give him the next four games. See what he's got. They all look like they could be winnable games on, on, on paper. I know you don't win games on paper, but let's see what he's got. See how much more comfortable he can get. You know, it's, it's, it's wild to kind of give up on Jimmy after three games. I don't want to do that. I think that he gives the team the best chance to win still. But now that you've let the rookie in, let the rookie in. Don't give him a taste. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't act like you're at Costco and give him a sample and then not show him where the, where the, where the aisle is to buy the product. <laughs> right? I mean, that's straight up. You know you can get a sample, but all right, give me the full meal deal thing. Now, let me, let me get it. Let me take it home and, and hook it up. That's all I'm saying. So I'm hoping... And again, that'll be a question I asked today. We talked to Coach. It'll be 1030 this morning. We'll talk to him. Hopefully, you know, I get a good answer. He'll probably tell me, I don't know. We have to assess the tape. We have to figure out where Jimmy is and this, that, and the other. But maybe, you know, maybe I get a really good answer. Who knows? But that's that's the next question for me. You know, okay, you've given Aiden O'Connell an opportunity. Does he get another opportunity? Where do you go from here? So that's all I got for you on today's show. Went a little bit longer than I was supposed to, but it's kind of how it happens when you go one and three, right? And that's where the Raiders are right now. One and three after losing 24-17 to the LA Chargers at SoFi Stadium. They return to Allegiant Stadium for Monday night football action. A little primetime action next Monday versus the Green Bay Packers. A very winnable game. Also a very losable game. So, of course, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have some sound from head coach Josh McDaniels. Uh, we'll obviously have more news and notes as well, calls and texts, and we'll have plenty of conversation because that's what we do here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.